Awesome. Yeah, get. <laughs> All right. I'll start, I'll start having to do a, 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 a 10 second countdown. Awesome, guys. Well, let's, uh, let's get ready. I want to uh, invite Lise to, to come up. And uh, let's, let's also, guys, let's pray as well, hey? Let's pray for her, Lord. We thank you for Lisa. I love the, uh, the, just what Lisa, Lisa brings, the calling and anointing on her life. And she is a, she's a true mum, amen? She's a true mum in the faith, and we love what she brings. And so, Father, we thank you for your anointing on her life. We thank you, Lord, for how she stewarded uh, your voice in her life, how she stewarded uh, your relationship with her. And, uh, and we thank you, Father. In Jeremiah, it says that the word of the Lord builds up. It tears down. And so, Father, we, we pray that uh, we, we pray that the right things will be torn down and the right things will be built up today in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Cool, cool. Thank you so much. Welcome to church, everybody. How are you going? Good. Okay, first thing I want you to do, I always get you guys to do this. Can you turn to the person next to you and just say, I'm so glad you're here. Awesome. Awesome. Second thing, I, I was just thinking as we were sitting and singing and on this, this morning, just this season that we're kind of going into, it's quite hectic. You mentioned the pace, Dean. There's a bit of a pace to Christmas. So I was thinking about that thing, that word shalom, which is peace. But did you know that word shalom, peace, there's also part of that meaning in that word is it's a peace that destroys chaos. Have you ever read that? So just now, if you just want to put your hand on your heart and just say, there's enough shalom for me. Yeah, amen. And just let God, the Prince of Peace, you know, he's good at peace. Just let's spend just half a second just like letting him come into all the little rooms of our heart with his peace, our busy minds with his peace. So Lord, thank you for your shalom. And would you just come bless us with your peace? Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Amen. All righty. Guys, if you've got your Bible, if you want to follow along, you can. I'm in Mark 10, 46. If you don't, you can just listen. You can just gaze at the ceiling and listen to me as I read this story. Mark 10, 46. I like the sound of the paper, paper pages turning, the, the legit one, not the app on your phone. But anyway, all right. Then they came to Jericho. As Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. People rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called to the blind man, cheer up on your feet, he's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. 
The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and he followed Jesus along the road. Okay, we're going to come back. We're going to jump in and out of that scripture. You can keep it open if you like. So I'm just speaking today about desiring God and naming our desire in his presence. And to be able to name our desire in his presence, we just need to understand who he is and who, who we are. And we need to be sure of the heart of God toward us, don't we? So this is an interesting time of year to be speaking about desire. This is that time where I start to tell anyone that's listening that there's a difference between wants and needs. This is my full mum mode right now. There's a difference between wants and needs. And um, I have this internal conflict around that superficiality of Christmas that, you know, it's coming at us, isn't it? And I also have at the same time this longing to experience the real God, like the realness of God. Okay, this is just a side note for a minute. Um, it's, it's a bit of a real, bit of being real. Um, has anyone heard of the charities where you give money and you buy a goat for a family? Yep, nodding. Okay, all right. This is just a moment of honesty. In the hating Christmas moments, um, Dave and I talk about giving people a goat. We're like, kids, we will give you a goat for Christmas. And, and then we um, also talk about, imagine if we gave that particular family member a goat. And it's just it's like a fun, funny thought for me to, ha-ha, it'd be so great to give them a goat. I'm not being very nice right now, but like, come on. Has anyone got tricky family members or does anyone kind of get to this? Because this is what Christmas can do. Okay, it's just me. Oh, my gosh. Use it as a strategy if you need to. If you just need to look at someone and be like, I would just so like to give them a goat right now. You can do that. Keeping it real, keeping it real. (laughs) Who said wow? It sounded like Andrew. Can't hear it, can't see him. Okay, so, yeah, with this time of year, we do get bombarded with the things that we're told that we need and things to get, as if that will fill our desire. Um, who knows, we've all got longing and desire in our hearts, right? That's how we're made. So the Bible tells us God writes eternity on the hearts of men, right? We're built this way. I love how C.S. Lewis says it. He says this, If I find in myself a desire which no experience in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that I was made for another world. Right. So we know we're not, we're not all this body. We're not all things that we can touch. There's an essence and a spirit to us, isn't there? So we know this. Humans instinctively know this. We know that we need more, don't we? Okay, I'm going to talk quickly just my definition of sin. <laughs> it's just legitimate needs being met by illegitimate means. Does that make sense? So it's legitimate to feel empty or lonely and you have a need to fill those places with things. So, so many addictions or things or the need for affirmation, all this stuff that we do or success, that's just legitimate needs being sought to be met by illegitimate means. And we need to just understand where to go and who the source is, right? Don't we? So there's God... He's a good God, he's a father, he's the, he's the creator, he's the source of all things. That's where we want to go. All right, I'm just going to quickly talk about our culture here. This, this gang of people, this family of believers. Um, I'm going to use something that the Helses say. 
which I love. It says, they say, we're found by a father and formed in a family. So I'm referring to us as a family today. Found by a father, so that's Father God, and we're formed as we live life amongst each other. And so we go through struggle. Who knows we go through struggle? And we go through joyous times all together. And we can be real with each other about all that stuff. So we're being formed in our character and in, and in love. And I want to tell you um, about a dream one of my kids had when he was um, about 10, I think, because um, it just illustrates this kind of well. Um, some of you have been to our house. We've got a massive hill behind our house. And in my son's dream, he saw this hill planted with rows of trees, pine trees, I think, because he said it looked like a Christmas tree farm. Okay, you got that picture in your head? Uh, He could see some of our family was there. And he said in this dream, he was walking through the trees, uh, which were all planted in rows, and he said, Mum, it felt good in the trees. And this is, I'm interviewing like a 10-year-old at the time, so you have to ask lots of questions. (laughs) What do you mean by, what do you mean? He said, it felt good, and I said, what do you mean? And he said, well, if you had your bag with you and it had a rip in it and you walked through the trees, the rip would just get stitched up and it would be put back together and then he said and if you walked through the trees and you had a cut on your hand um, when you walked through the it would be healed and it would be gone and and it felt really good in the trees mum (laughs) is what he kept saying I was like that's a good dream my dreaming boy Um, so we just talked about this is in in, um, part one of prophecy thing (laughs) interpreting dreams real quick oh just really quick this is a freebie too Uh, did you know about a third of the bible is referring to dreams or people's actions, subsequent actions after dreams. So in our culture, we just think of dreams of like pizza dreams, like I ate too much pizza and I had a really weird dream. Right? That can happen. They can be pizza dreams. And other times we're like, hey, I think that was actually the spirit of God speaking to me while I was asleep. This is kind of what I'm talking about right now. Okay, back to the dream. So we talked about with my little boy, uh, Christmas tree farm, what's, what's that about? And so we talked about Christmas, what's Christmas about? He's like, that's when Jesus came. And I was like, that's when Jesus comes, that's right. And so we interpreted this dream by the setting, which was a family home, the people in it, which was family, and what was happening, which was healing. And so we took it for us as a family, but the principle of this dream I'm just giving to all of us because it was really this. When the presence of Jesus is honoured, Healthy family looks like growing things, things that are alive, and the environment welcomes the healing presence of Jesus. I just loved it. Found by a father, formed in a family. What does this have to do with longing for God? Um, Tozer, A.W. Tozer, he said this, What comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. Right? So our lens or what we think about God is going to colour how we see and perceive life and the things happening to us. And so this lens colours um, our responses as well, doesn't it, to life situations and circumstances. Mm. Found by the Father, formed as a family. So family, that's just a loaded word, isn't it? Especially this time. Who's like, oh my gosh, we've got to do lunch here, dinner there, that person's going to say that. That would be awkward. God help me. <laughs> All right? Yeah? Family. 
in this family, we can still be big and messy, diverse. I hope we're diverse. Let's be different to each other, yeah? Beautifully diverse. Formed together, transformed into Christ-likeness together. And so I just want to say straight up, we need you. We need you. We need you. We need, we need everyone to bring who they are and be yourself, yeah? Different to Dean, different to me, different to Liam, different to Shen. We just need to be who we are. Um, we need your unique expression, your unique voice. Um, so family, you know, we have similar characteristics, but we're different. Back to our longing and our desire. So our deepest needs are firstly found by God. I mentioned him before. God the Father, he's the source, right? And then we get our family because he loves to work by his spirit to also, you know, the Bible tells us he places the lonely in family, right? So it's both. It's like that actual encounter between you and God and then it's being in his people, right? And so this is why it's important for us to love each other well. And Jesus said, this is a big deal. He's like, this is how the world will know that you belong to me, right? So we want to be authentic in this, in, in love. Naming our desire in his presence. We want to do that deeply and authentically. So some of us have been brought up in, I don't know, different families or different Christian traditions even, where you've been taught to push down desire, emotion, expression, yeah? Um, some of you have been taught to not trust emotions or not trust your imagination. I just want to say you have, you've been created by God, God created emotions, he thinks they're a good idea, and your imagination is sanctified by God. So, like, go for it. Um, PJ spoke about this. You can look up the podcast, listen to PJ's thing. He spoke on emotion and feelings. It was really, really good. I loved it. Okay, two questions. Toza mentioned these. Who do you say God is and who do you say you are? They are just so, like, fundamental to be able to answer those things. So who do you say God is and who do you say you are? Questions. They're important. They reveal the heart, don't they? Have you noticed in Scripture how many questions Jesus asked people? Has anyone ever just gone through and read all the questions? They're so good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read them to you, so that's good. You don't have to look them up. Here we go. I'm going to read them to you, and I actually want you just to, like, if it helps to close your eyes, just be in that dialogue. Put yourself in Scripture for the moment. Let Jesus come and just speak to you. And, and if there's a question that suddenly you feel like, ooh, that one, okay? So here we go. Questions Jesus asked. Who do you say I am? What do you think? Do you believe? What do you want me to do for you? What do you want? Do you want to get well? Why are you so afraid? Why do you doubt? Do you still not understand? Are you going to leave? What does scripture say? Who touched me? Do you love me? And these two questions I'll finish, they're from Genesis. Where are you? Who told you? Okay? So just have a think about what stood out to you. You might want to do this later with God, just finish this combo. I want to talk about the couple that just stood out to me. I love, what do you think? I mean, this is God. <laughs> he wants to know what I think. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, that just blows my mind. I love it that he's interested in my thoughts. 
I just find that amazing. The other question, where are you? Okay, that one in Genesis, they're in a garden. God knows where they are, right? In geographically, he's like, I know where you are. Um, but the question to me is much deeper and it's filled with anguish, I imagine it like that, because it's about heart connection and closeness. Where are you? So sometimes he asks us that question because in our hearts, only the between him and us, can be, this can't be seen on the outside, can it? But sometimes he's like, where are you? Where have you gone in your heart? You've run somewhere. So why is Jesus such a fan of asking questions? Ruth Haley Barton says it like this. She says, Jesus routinely asks people questions that help them get in touch with their desire and name it in his presence. He often brought focus and clarity to his interactions with those who are spiritually hungry by asking them, what do you want? What do you want me to do for you? Such questions have the power to elicit deeply honest reflection in the person to whom they were addressed and open the way for Christ to lead them into deeper levels of spiritual truth and healing. So back to our text. So we've got blind Bartimaeus and Jesus is asking, what do you want me to do for you? So this question, it relies on a clear understanding of the goodness of God, doesn't it? To understand the tone that Jesus used and the heart behind the question. So already, what do we know about in this story? We know that the people have said what? They're like, stop, embarrassing, that's enough, be quiet, right? Um, That's just a thing to know. People often feel embarrassed by an honest expression of need, right? Christians, we do it too, because we just like it to kind of be nice, don't we? I mean, we've seen people in church where they're really, like, there was someone for months, actually, who every time we had worship sobbed their way through it. And I remember going, wow, this person. And they just had to kind of do it and get through it. And I, I loved that that person felt really, like, comfortable enough to go there and do that. Let's be those people. We're not judging. We're just letting people be people because we all go through things, Yeah. This is a quick, another side note. This is on empathy real quick. Just to be mature in character, we need to show empathy. Um, I'm just talking to us because we love breakthrough in our culture. We love praying for people. We love seeing people get physical healing or emotional healing or hearing someone's circumstance change or whatever. That's kind of who we are and what we're about, what, what we go for. We love miracles, all the things. But just in our culture, it's really important that we also can do what Jesus did, which was weep and just sit with someone in their pain, right? There's a bit of a tension there, but I just think... This is just my, I'm on my thing, aren't I, Liam? I'll get off it now. Okay, I'm off. But if we can just show empathy, sit with people, as well as pray for people to see the change and the breakthrough. Let's be tender with each other because the Father is tender with us. Okay, those three things I just said that, that happens with an honest expression of need before God. It embarrasses people. Sometimes people try to shush it, be quiet. And, but listen, it gets the attention of Jesus. Mm. So this space of vulnerability and human need is a tender space that only gets found when the outer layers of pretense and superficiality get stripped off. The tender space of longing and desperation for God, listen to this, is the deepest essence of who you are. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you quickly what you're not. <laughs> you're not your gifts 
You're not your marital status. You are not your job title. You are not your accomplishments. You are not your personality. They're just outer layers of self-definition, right? The deepest, truest essence of you is your desire and your longing for God and your capacity for more of him. So remember, you're a spiritual being having an earthly experience, not the other way around. So the essence of you made in the image of God is spirit. Yep. And that's why, so the Bible speaks it like it describes a deep calls to deep. It's that thing. We like, I know I need more. I know I want more. It's legitimate, yeah. Your spirit is longing for God, who is love. And the depth of your desire has a great deal to do with the outcome of your life. Yep. Okay, Bartimaeus again. Did Jesus just really not know that he didn't want his eyes to work? <laughs> I do, do you read the Bible and think, gee, Jesus, it's a tiny bit insensitive. Can you not see that he's blind? Okay, so Jesus we know is fully God and fully man. So on a human level, I think because he's fully man, he could have looked and seen, oh, his eyes don't work, right? I reckon he knew, right? And on a God level, I reckon he knew, right? On both levels. So is he just insensitive? Is he a bit mean? Like what's going on with this question? We need to understand the heart of God. Jesus, sometimes God wants us sometimes to name our desire in his presence. He loves to hear our voice. He loves to, for us to reveal that deep, tender part of us that wants him and wants more. We want meaning. We want purpose. It's that deep, deep calls to deep. So we have to begin to dive into the goodness of God to understand this. So just again, he's all good. He's all light. He's all love. There's no darkness in him. Everything that's good and beautiful is found in him. There's no darkness in him at all. We must understand who he is if we're going to believe him for the things that he wants to pour out on us. So he's a good father. He has good things for us. Yeah. This is the starting point. And so today, that's all I really have. I just really want to give us the opportunity, especially in this crazy season. We're not going to rush through. We have got our beautiful Christmas thing this afternoon, but we just want to give God a bit of time and space this morning just to come to him with our longing and our desire. If you just actually really need like that peace, the shalom, just even that's a big deal, yeah. Um, we don't need to beg for more of God. Again, I've said this before. We've got full permission to be hungry. An orphan can be hungry and ask for more and a son and a daughter can be hungry and ask for more. They look the same on the outside, don't they? I want more, I want more. But in here, if we know that we're a son and a daughter loved by a generous God who's extravagant, it's quite different to a begging, like, please, God, do something in my life if I can squeeze it out of you. It's like, no, he's not like that. He's really kind and good and extravagant and abundant. Some of us just need the Father to come find us again. You know, found by a father, formed in a family. Some of us are just like, I just went somewhere. I just, or I've never really known the love of the Father. I need him to find me today. Some of us need to answer that direct question of Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? And hear the tone of his voice. Some of us need to be formed in family. So some of us need a hug, a kind word, or to be taken out for lunch. <laughs> right? And some of us are, are the people that would be like, I really want to take that person out for lunch. We're the, we're the takers, those people. 
So I just thought, let's have a time of just sitting in God's presence and letting him speak to us. Um, And if you need to respond in a certain way, you can. I'm going to give you some ways. If you have an encouraging word for someone in this family, in this group of people, go and give it to them. Um, If you need to say to someone, do you want to come have lunch? Go do that. Give someone a hug. Uh, If you need to answer Jesus on that question, what do you want me to do for you? You can sit and just have that time with him. Or any of the other questions, spend some time with him just being honest in your longing and your desire for him to meet you there. Um, You can do this sitting where you are, you can do this with a friend or come up the front if you'd like someone to pray with you. The main thing I think is just to be honest and authentic, that's the thing. So that's it. That's really all I want. I wanted to do it kind of quick because I really want to keep some time for just um, being with God. Um, We could possibly, I don't know if the worship team are even here. We could have keys. I don't know who was on keys. Got a thumbs up. Thank you. Thanks, Bron. Bronnie, are you good to to go? So Bronnie or someone is going to do something. Great. A bit of music. Again, if you would like someone to pray with you, just come up the front. There'll be a prayer team here. Otherwise, just sit. We're just going to sit for like three to five minutes. You can close your eyes and just have that conversation. Go, Put yourself in scripture. Get, get one of those questions going or anything else. Bless you guys. And remember to come this afternoon at four to our Christmas festival. Bless you.
just stay in this place of worship. Yesterday I was on a big bike ride from road back home from Warburton. I thought that was a good idea and I had no drink bottle with me. I was ill-prepared. I don't know what I was thinking actually. But I said, Joyce, I think I'll just ride home. And I got halfway through my ride and I said, oh, I'm so thirsty. I'm so thirsty. I, I literally was, was praying, God, I need a drink. I'm just so thirsty. And I was so thankful that Yarra Valley Water had placed a bubbler just behind the home hotel in Launching Place. And I stopped and I just drank and I drank and I drank and I drank. And I just feel for people in this room, you might be in a season where you say, I'm so thirsty. It's the craziness, the chaos of Christmas. You know, it's meant to be a holy night, silent night, all is calm. But it just doesn't always feel that way in this season. And the Lord is, through Lisa and through even the, the keys that are being played right now, and just through this moment, He's placed a drinking fountain right in front of you. He's placed a drinking fountain right in front of you. And maybe there's a, a prayer, maybe there's a cry on your heart, and the Lord is saying, Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So I'd encourage you, if you feel you need to have a drink right now, drink from Him. Receive from Him. We're not going to rush this moment. And if you'd like someone to, to pray with you, do come forward. There's several of the prayer team just, just here. and We can be like a drinking fountain for you. We'll stand there and we'll pray for you to be, to be filled. But drink Him in this morning. God, we drink You in. We need You. We need the living water. If we don't have you, how will we be able to continue? How will we be able to push on? We need you, God. So we drink you in right now in Jesus' name. Let's all stand. I just kept hearing when Lisa said, found by a father. I think God is mentioned as a father, I think it's six times in the Old Testament. So when Jesus comes on the scene in Matthew 6 and he he teaches us how to pray, he says, our Father. And he invites us in to seeing the Father clearly 
And I just really feel like there might be people in here that, number one, you don't know God. You don't know God as a father. You don't know Him as, 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 as a dad, as a good father. And uh, if you want to know this God personally, you don't have a relationship with God personally, you don't know Him and you want to, uh, if you've come with someone, I'm sure they'd love to pray with you and, and, and uh, they'd happily do that. Otherwise, Andrew or Dean or one of the team, Jenny, myself, Shen, we'd love to pray with you as well and actually invite Jesus into to your heart to change your heart from being a sinner to a, to a son of God. That you're like, hey, I need this. I'm not found. I'm, I'm like Lisa was saying, I'm in this place of I'm filling my life with things that aren't good. They're not satisfying my every desire and every need. And so if that's you and you're like, hey, I need to know this God. I don't fully understand it. That's fine. When we were singing that song, Gloria, you know, this morning, I used to think, who's Gloria? When I first was in church, I'm like, well, they're singing about this Gloria person. <laughs> I didn't know anything. <laughs> right? I thought we worshiped Jesus. Who's Gloria? You know, <laughs> no idea. So you might not know everything and that's fine. But you're like, hey, I, I want to know this God as a father. And then the second thing I th was thinking of is I just kept hearing that there's people who maybe you're the trust of God as a good father has either dwindled or it's not there anymore. And you're like, how can Jesus invite us into a, a relationship with a father? But he, you've got to understand, he was, it was the father, the son, and the Holy Spirit. They know how to do relationship. They're the best at it. I know that's simple, but I just really feel like there's people that God's saying, hey, I want to, you to trust me again. I want to invite you into this place of trust again. I'm going to invite you into this place of trust again. Our Father, that Jesus is inviting us into that, that place of family. So we're going to do that. If you need prayer and you, or you want to come down the front for prayer, do that. Otherwise, like Lisa said, go and hug someone. Go and tell someone I'll take you out for lunch. Go and do whatever. Otherwise, we're going to close the service. We're going to be done. Uh, and finish up for the day. We'll see you guys at two o'clock uh, for those that are helping out. Otherwise, four o'clock for the festival. And um, let me pray and then feel free to come down the front for any of those things that have been called out or you just want prayer for anything at all as well. So, Father, I thank you for every person here. We thank you that you are a God that we can come to you and drink. And never go thirsty again, as Andrew said. That you have living water. You have spiritual water that can actually satisfy our desires and our needs. And that you are the creator. You are God. You are all kind, You are all the different things that describe you in the Bible. But you are a father who wants a family of sons and daughters. And I just pray that that would become more reality in our life in this week, in this day, and beyond into 2023. That we would have a deep, 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 deep revelation of the goodness of, the God, of the goodness of God as a father. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Amen. Merry Christmas to everyone. If we don't see you, otherwise, yeah, come out for prayer. If you need prayer for anything at all, these people would love to pray with you. So bless you. Have a great week. We'll see you at the Christmas festival. It's going to be glorious.